Ladies and gentlemen, it is a beautiful, beautiful 70-degree day here in central New York. And we're inside doing podcasts. (laughs) We didn't do this at the park or something, Andy. Yeah, we should have gone to bright. If gas weren't so expensive, I'd be up there right now. But Andy, I offered to buy, pay for your gas all 40 yeah, miles of it. Yeah, but that's it's just a waste of perfectly good gas, Nikki. But on this beautiful um August day? No, no, Nikki, it's th- that's the last t- time Elasis was on was the summer. Oh. Hey everybody, Elasis is back. Hi besties. Oh no. Oh my god, Elasis, you were last on for Barbara Streisand all the way back in season 3. Up oh, and yet y'all brought me back for another singing female diva. Back by popular <laughs> well, you know. demand. Back oh. by po- the Grammy Boys audience was raving for you, Elasis. Who was demanding? I must know. Um, 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 Robert. Robert. <laughs> you wish. Sure. Uh, remember that guy? God. How's Robert doing? I don't live with him anymore. <laughs> That's good. Good for you. Yeah, wow. Time flies, man. Always. This podcast is so close to being over. Can I, Does that make Andy? you sad? Yeah. Not at all. It's I, like the beautiful light at the end of this dark, dreary, damp tunnel. Damp. Um, damp. All right. Me and well, Nikki are just dripping. What were I, you going to say, Nikki? I was going to say, you know, I it it might feel like yesterday to you, but it feels like like decades for me. Um, I just wanted to share that last time Alasis was on, we recorded it in person, even though we live closer now than when we recorded. Um, Look. Look. Jersey I'm a grad Queens. student now, so I, I don't leave my office. I don't leave my house. Are you in Alasis. your office? Yeah, I'm in my office. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I just wanted to share with you, Andy. I don't know if I told you this when we recorded last time, but um, I thought that uh, when when I picked Alasis up from the um, from the train station, uh, I had Starbucks with me. I had I had two cups of Starbucks, one for me, one for for Alasis. They're the same thing. What was it like? A caramel macchiato made with like oat milk or something. Something like that. Something like that. And I was walking from my train station to my apartment with Alasis. And as I was uh, walking with her, I was explaining to her what was going on. And as I was kind of walking and talking with her with a cup of coffee for her, I kind of felt like, you know, she like her manager and that like she was like prepping for like a news interview. Mm -hmm. Um, I was prepping for a news interview on the in the chilly uh, almost New York streets. Um, what do you mean chilly? It was August. <laughs> it was like July, but yeah, and then this is like yeah. peak summer, dudes. Yeah, well, my memory eludes me as we've as we've learned throughout this uh, this podcast. Yeah, Bruno Mars episode. You were fucking having nom. Was flashbacks, I was I in so. college? Was I in high school? Who's to really say? Anyway, oh um, we were definitely dripping in finesse. <laughs> Alasis, my dear cousin, it is so good to see you again on this uh, program. Uh, it's good to see you. Um, yeah! 
And that's all I have to say. Yes, it is nice to have guests who don't hate us. What? <laughs> None of our guests. Uh, us. Well, that Robert guy. Uh, anyway. Please. This is just a bullying Robert podcast. Hey, no. everyone, we're here to talk about uh, The Bodyguard uh, by Whitney Houston and no one else as far as the <laughs> record credits are concerned. Um, just Whitney. Just Whitney. Happy no, definitely Women's not History Month. Seven other people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so, this was the 1994 winner, even though the album came out in 1992. Uh, it beat out Automatic for the People by R.E.M. Uh, okay. I, Comic Curiad by Donald Fagan. River of Dreams by Billy Joel. And Ten Summoner's Tales by Sting. Not uh, Sting. Again, he gets snubbed for this award. Poor Sting. Not stung. <laughs> uh, does anyone have any relevance to those artists like familiarity at all I only know Sting I'll have and you I know to it. I only had to listen to the not Whitney half of this album <laughs> did you know all these songs already the Whitney ones okay but uh, what do this... you expect? I'm Filipino. I... <laughs> I'm Filipino. We love Whitney Houston. We love, uh, you know, that's the karaoke nights. Fun fun <laughs> fact for uh, listeners of the show, this album was produced by Whitney Houston and Clive Davis, who also produced uh, Supernatural by Santana. Clive. Uh, so, you know, we're just going to really Andy, go after his legacy this month. Andy, do you know who Clive Davis is? I am aware of who Clive Davis is. Okay. Yeah. That's all. He is a very important producer uh, who, if this were a differently formatted podcast, we would go into more depth on. <laughs> I didn't know. I did not know he produced this album. Uh, so he's, until... he's he's credited for for bringing artists like Whitney Houston to prominence, notably Whitney Houston. Um, yeah, I think he also did like was really big for like Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, fucking! I think he were. I think he also produced the Blood, Sweat, and Tears album. Andy, he did yeah. it all. Yeah, he he's probably the person we probably should have talked about the most, but haven't on this show. He did it. Sucks all. to be y'all. I guess you gotta run back this entire series. Nah, I'm gonna kill myself before. No. That <laughs> cut. Cut. Stop. It, nah, man. nah, nah. We're good. Uh, Nikki, your turn. Album art. Oh. Well, so this this uh, this album is a soundtrack for the a movie, I believe, the nineteen ninety two movie, The Bodyguard, starring Whitney Houston, starring Whitney Houston and Kevin <gasps> Costner. Wait, wait! I just realized. I think I watched this movie with Robert's grandma. <laughs> really? It just came on TV, and I was sitting on the couch. Was it We're good? I think so. I, I, it was enough to keep me intrigued for like an hour and so. Oh, all right. Well, so here we have the, um, probably this was taken from like a theatrical promotional poster or maybe it, it's like the title card of the movie or something. But here we have Whitney Houston in like a black, It maybe is that's like a black leather uh, jacket. Um, you can't really see it, um, but the, she also has like a shawl, a black shawl over her head, 
or it could be like a blanket. They might be having a sleepover. Um, a ghost. And so we have Whitney, Whitney uh, with her signature uh, makeup and red lipstick, uh, looking out at the distance, kind of yearning or longing, you could say. Um, and then behind her is an army of Kevin Costner's uh, holding a gun, um, looking menacingly at her. Um, truly menacing. Where if you didn't, <laughs> if you didn't know the context, you'd think that an army of Kevin Costner's was going to kill Whitney Houston. But if you if you've watched the movie, you would know that Kevin Costner is the bodyguard. I have not watched the movie for this. Uh, to be perfectly clear, I've not any of these fucking movies that have won the awards. I only watched one. We watched the live concert. Well, no, I'm talking about the soundtracks. Uh, <laughs> We still have one. We still have to do the. What's the soundtrack one. that you've watched? Uh, Saturday Night Fever. Oh, that makes sense. I haven't watched that. Anyway, uh, so that's it. And then we have, we have, um, in the top left and right corners, respectively, uh, we have Kevin Costner's name, Whitney Houston's name. Kevin Costner is not at all on this <laughs> album. In fact, he's one of the few people on earth who isn't on this album. <laughs> And then, and down below, we have the, the 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 logo for the movie, the Bodyguard original soundtrack album, and um, that's that sets the tone for this for this uh, soundtrack compilation. This um, Whitney Houston is the star, while everyone else gets pushed to the background. Is the of, star. Course, okay. of course, of uh, course. Uh, as, uh, to, to lean in the audience, uh, who may have not listened to the album and just like the sound of me and Nikki's voice, um, only half of these songs are by Whitney Houston. However, this is credited as a Whitney Houston album. Well, on, well, on Apple Music, it's, it's various artists, but on Spotify and Wikipedia, it is just Whitney Houston. (laughs) Well, that's also not correct because on Wikipedia, it says, quote, soundtrack album by Whitney Houston slash various artists on the page for album of the year uh every year 1994 whitney houston no one else well she also produced it so well you know agree to disagree she makes the big bucks here let's let's be real listen hey they've got some big they've got a big name two big names on this on the b-side uh regardless we're gonna go right into the track listing thank god Uh, ladies and gentlemen uh you know it you love it it's the first song on the album and probably one of the biggest songs of all time. Uh, I will always love you. Uh, geez, Louise, what everyone think about this song? Classic. I also wrote classic with uh, six exclamation points. I did it with like spaces in between the letters. Ooh. You see emphasis, you know. This, like I said, the entire first half of this album is a Filipino karaoke party go-to. And it's really, <laughs> it's really fun to see which of your friends will pass out first from holding those long notes. Yo, can, is this just, is, can not everyone just sing uh, I Will Always Love You? Can we not all just hit the notes that Whitney Houston... Is this that, it's easy, guys. Come on. I don't know. Can you, Andy? Not on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Catch that gotta- next season. I'm kidding. <laughs> Dude, those last four episodes are going to be bangers. Let me tell you. I don't know what the fucking albums are going to be. We're running on fumes at that point. But bangers. Season seven, four, four episodes and an end. And then we're done. Andy, what feel, did you think? 
I think this is a phenomenal start to any record. Um, I refuse to believe that this song came from a soundtrack for a movie that no one gives a shit about. But, you know, it's the best song from the 90s, arguably. It's definitely Andy, the best song from any 90s album we've done on this podcast. Andy, Andy this, this movie received seven nominations at the 13th... Go- oh, wait. Golden... No. Golden Raspberry Awards. That's for worst movie. The Raspberries is not um, a, something you want. I'm sorry. It was... <laughs> it received nominations for the Academy Award for Best Original Song. That's not for the movie. Um... It was the 10th, at the time, it was the 10th highest grossing film of all time. And it was the second highest grossing film of 1992. Making it has a 6.3 on IMDb. This can't be, hold on. Don't, that's terrible. I did not know this movie existed before doing this podcast. The only thing that beat it was Aladdin. And under it was Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Nikki, have you seen this movie before? No. <laughs> But you know, I mean, it might be good. Oh wait! You know, However, the film was cram- panned by critics. Panned by critics. I, I, I do okay. remember that when <laughs> when I was watching it with Robert's grandma, and it just came on the TV. She was like, "Oh, this movie's great!" Like she's like, "We're gonna watch it," and I was like, "Ah, oh, okay." Only because I'm not a huge movie watcher myself, but you know that movie made a lot of things make sense, like the music video where she was just sitting outside in the snow. No spoilers. That's no what spoilers. I, that's what I miss about the '90s is music videos being tie-ins to movies. Uh, <laughs> God, where did that go? God, good old days. Nikki, what did you think about this track? I will always love you. Um, absolute. Uh, just what what can, what can, what can you say? Um, I think Andy that this is like peak. Obviously, like peak '80s. Like balladry, you know. I think the song came out in the nineties. Fuck, um, <laughs> peak Whitney Houston balladry. The, I like, mean, it's, yeah, no, it's a beautiful. Her her performance is beautiful. The night you definitely got the nineties kit in there. Oh yeah. Uh, but this song, you know, has a very nice, beautiful uh, starting intro with you know subdued. Then the swelling strings come in, and then yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw some Antares on that part. Oh, my God. It opens up the Um, album really nicely since it's just like, you know, her naked voice in the beginning. No instruments. Just raw Whitney. Mm -hmm. That's what anyone's looking for. (laughs) I liked liked that. I I know it came out in the 90s, but there were some 80s uh, snare vibes to it. Mm -hmm. Um, The the nice clean, clean hit of the snare. The nice little keys, the 80s keys on it. Um, I'm going to keep saying 80s because I forgot this was released in the 90s. Um, You're on a different era of Whitney right now. Sorry, Andy. Uh, The performance, of course, was excellent. Cannot complain. Clean clean runs. That's that's the best part is that all of her runs were just immaculate. Mm -hmm. Um, And also some some romantic, smooth saxophone to just bring it all in. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Kenny G. Was he was he the saxophone on this one? I believe he was the whole album. I could be wrong on that, though. Let me check. Uh, He's on the seventh track. He is on oh, seventh track. Dolly Parton wrote this song. Really? Dolly yeah. Parton is the is the only writer for this song. Yeah, no. Uh, Kenny G is credited on several tracks. I don't know if it was this one. Kenny G. It's not. It's Kirk Wallum. 
Well, shout out to Kirk Wallum. Yeah, he toured with Whitney for more than seven years. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, I you know what else can you say about this track? I think it's it's an amazing tune. Um, pure performance, pure talent, raw. Um, I think uh, I think this is one of those signature songs. You know, just true like true American songs. I mean, yeah, this the, the past this season's theme so far has been uh, big songs uh, on albums that no one really remember remembers otherwise. We had Africa, uh, we had fucking uh, the one on Santana, that's name is forgetting, leaving me, uh, but you know. And no one listens to 24 Karat Magic anymore, <laughs> uh, except we... for a 24 Karat Magic. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa Chunky's on there. Chunky! Uh, we're just on a Bruno Mars kick after that, honestly. I, Not I that we listening. weren't before, uh, you know, Silk Sonic, great record. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, to save time, let's not just keep praising Whitney for her beautiful vocals on the next five tracks. Why not? Uh, because then otherwise that's all we could say. It's going to happen uh, for five more songs. Well, Andy, I'm sorry to say that's all that we're going to say. Well, you know, I've got, for the next track, I have nothing. Uh, I'm going to complain that the saxophone and other horns were completely buried on this and the rest of the album. Mm. Uh, Kenny G tracks notwithstanding. Rip. Uh Dude, no, they, like, it was an okay mix, but just otherwise unbearably low. I don't know. I don't I know no one's coming to this album being like, yo, what's the saxophone is doing? Well, you know, I don't know. As a, as a fan of horn music. We're looking nice for Synths and Whitney. What are you talking about? No. Andy's, Andy's it's looking the 90s. for Scott. It's the peak horns. Anyway, what y'all think of I Have Nothing? I Have Something. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Alassis. Tell us how you feel. Oh, I was going to say, I sing this song to weep. Like, literally, like, you know, bathroom, <laughs> by myself, shower concert. That, or I'm trying to flex, because my mom has put me up to sing again. And I'm like, well, I have nothing but this song. And that sounds corny, but, you know, it's a great vocal piece, but like you said, we're going to not talk about the vocals. It tells a great story. You can story. listen, go ahead, go ahead. If you want to mind, I'm an asshole. I hate Whitney Houston, evidently. What the hell? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> On Women's History Month, Andy, really? How could you? You know, it's the, it's just, you know, this is why you're here, alas, is to be a woman. Well, (laughs) well, but yeah, no, it's genuinely one of my favorite Whitney Houston songs. Like, I know we all, we were just, we were just, you know, talking about how much everyone loves I Will Always Love You, I Will Always Love You, but I have nothing. Personally, one of my better favorites. I think I like the build in it much more. I like the pauses in the music and everything. Just, it's very anticipating. This is her fifth highest song on Spotify. It is, which, you know, her other top four are also, uh, I Want to Dance with Someone, uh, I Will Always Love You, uh, Higher Love, which is my personal favorite Whitney song. Uh, And then How Will I Know, which I don't think I know off the top of my head. (laughs) How will you know? How would I know? Uh, but yeah, no, this is also another big song. Uh, I had heard this before this album uh, as well. Uh, other than that, Nikki, what did you think? Um, I, I don't think I've, I've really heard this one before. I mean, I'm sure I have, but like, I, I, didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really remember it. Um, and so I really like the, like the big band hits at the beginning, like, da, 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 da. Like, that's really, that's always a, a treat. I like how it started off with a simple, like, key like arpeggio with the keys they're very very sparse but you know they really had this like airy atmosphere to it um there was like auxiliary percussion in the beginning that just kind of set the tone no 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 like drums yet 
full drums, just like just like some some you know things here in the background. Um, the snare rim shot. Uh, I noted. I'm I'm sorry. I'm getting very technical on this podcast today. Um, but it was very airy. Just hearing the reverb when you hit it, it went. You know, you hear all, you hear all that sparkle, all that air. Um, and oh, key changes. That's it's a nice swelling of sound. How it all came in. Um, I found that the instrumentation generally was a little sparse in places, like you know, but like when it wasn't like going ham. Um, but but the song itself felt so big and so dramatic and grandiose. And I think Whitney's vocals are what really brought it all together. Um, mm-hmm. I thought I thought it ended gorgeously, absolutely beautiful ending with with the, just the core the chords. Um, and the, and the and the instrumentation just kind of leaving it there to 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 have this like real real finale. So it was good. It was a good good track. Good track. Good track. Good track. Yeah. Uh, next track. Uh, I'm every woman. Uh, for you a dollar, are? name a woman. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, so this song starts one way and then turns into banger of the century, maybe. Oh, yeah. Okay, can I just uh, say, I genuinely do not remember the slower beginning of this song. Like, when it plays in my head, it's just the more upbeat, dancey part. I feel Mandela affected. <laughs> <laughs> That's been happening to us. Uh, but no, so yeah, this song starts off uh, slower, lower vocals, uh, joined in by a women's choir, uh, and then immediately, uh, about a minute in, uh, turns into this big, like, R&B, pop, banger of a track. Party. I would turn this on at a party. Maybe cut out the first part, but you know. I mean, it, as long as you skip the slow and churchy sounding part. Yeah, exactly. What'd y'all think? This song paved ways for the drag kings and queens of today. <laughs> Is this a drag song? Do we do we play this at drag shows? Is it? Do it's we, a popular do... drag song. Andy, okay. you can't say we. <laughs> do we play this at drag shows? I don't know. I do. Fuck. Sorry. Who's Andy, we? You're putting on drag Who's shows? we? Are you coming to the gra- drag shows, Andy? Come to the drag shows, and then you, you can say we. I don't see you at Wonder Bar. Is all I'm I saying. I have, I have, I have been to drag show before, Andy, and I'll happily go to another drag show. And you're welcome to come with me. Would you like to come to Wonder Bar? Let's go. No, I don't want to leave my house anymore. Mm, Grammy boys, because you hate the gays. Yeah, actually, uh, that's the real reason this podcast is ending. There's actually twice the amount of albums of the year. Uh, I just. Don't want to do it with Nikki. Cut out all the gay ones. Oh my god. Anyway. (laughs) (sighs) Alas, as you were saying. Happy Women's History Month from this song. (laughs) Legitimately, that's all I that's all I have. It's it's a fun song to dance to, you know? Like I'm 98% 98% sure this comes up in almost everybody's like dance class if you take dance classes as a child. I've never seen dance, a dance class, Alasis. Yes. Uh, you mm-hmm. think I ended up in the sad world we call being a performer? Oops. Womp womp. Uh, Nikki, do you have any thoughts? Oh, yes, I have several. Um, I thought that the kick drum was incredibly upfront compared to. The, the the other dance tracks on the on the record maybe it's because I was listening to it on the speaker so I really got that sub in um, but I labeled this track proto EDM um, I thought it was really some some real uh, re- some real electronic bangers especially with those with those plucky key uh, chords at the end like don't 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 like that oh 
Come on, come on, come on. Um, this track reminded me. I don't. I don't think either of you've really delved into this um, internet subgenre. Um, but this track really reminds me of Japanese city pop. And uh, oh, I Japan- love Japanese city pop. Oh, do you? Okay, that's so that makes me happy. Andy, you should just look up Japanese city pop, and you'll you'll have a great time. It's really just <laughs> this, um, but with Japanese singers. Um, like it's the same sort of like there's like the electronic, but also like the live kick drum, and then like you know the, the just like the, the like the late eighties, early nineties pop aesthetic um, is always is just really fun. Um, proto proto vapor wave, I'll call it too. Anyway, um, I'm every woman. Sure. Sounds I saved like with the playlist. Thank you, Andy. I'm every woman. What a strong hook. What like I I I I heard this hook before. I don't think I've ever heard this song before, but I I've definitely heard this hook before. And just to hear it be like I'm every woman, it's like whoa, like okay, we're having fun here. Um, and then my favorite part is at towards the end when it's kind of doing some vamping and the um the, like the chords are changing and it's doing like some modulations here and there um but the best part is when Whitney the vocal line is doing the chromatic descending uh line to change the chords um she goes like well you know what a chromatic descending line sounds but like just when she does it like it just sounds yeah, everyone like everyone knows that Andy, you played bass. You definitely should know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, totally. I know Andy, everything about almost playing every- bass. I'm a great bass player. Andy, okay. Oh, it was just so great. It made me so happy. The only gripe I have with the track is that it fades out, and I wish that it had a more final finale because I think this track really could have used that. Um, but that's just me. Otherwise, uh, great, great track. Like nine out of ten. Nikki, nine since... out, I'd give this track a ten out of ten. This was okay. Fine, Andy. Fine. <laughs> Nikki, ever since you said the Japanese, like the city pop thing, only because like I don't, I don't know if you remember that I'm conversationally fluent in Japanese. So yeah, I love listening to it. But ever since you said that, oh, you just made a face. Why? <laughs> Alasis, you're conversationally fluent in Japanese. My high school offered it, and I took it all the way to before the AP level because Talk to me I'm in Japanese. Loser. No. Hmm. Sounds like fake news to me. I know. Uh, the only Japanese I know is Nani. That's it. What? <laughs> <laughs> I could introduce myself. I am tired. <laughs> no. But I Japanese know, is always fun to speak. I know. But anyway, uh, ever since you said that, uh, that "Stay with Me" song has been stuck in my head like it's been playing on repeat and trying to connect it to i want it and trying to connect it to the i'm every woman song Mm -hmm. (laughs) next song on the album uh run to you which is a cutesy little love ballad okay fine oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) what'd you think of it andy it was fine i thought it was a inoffensive track it's definitely uh Offensive. I mean, it's between I'm every inoffensive, inoffensive track. Mm. Uh, it's kind of very unfortunately for it in between I'm every woman and Queen of the Night, uh, it's which a are two cleanser. Sure, sure. This album has a couple palate cleansers that I'm not so sure about. Um, but this track was fine. I I didn't really have too much to say about it other than it, it sounded like it was a love ballad from the '90s. Someone please continue. Oh, well, I mean, sure, fine. 
you know, Whitney was really trying to egg the feeling of longing in this track. <laughs> I mean, she does a great job at all the power ballads that she does, but... You know, I was sitting here, like like you said, like you said, Andy, it's kind of just like, you know, a bit of a passing track. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate it's between two big ones. But I really sat back for a second after, you know, vibing out to I'm Every Woman and just went, damn, now I'm thinking about every unfulfilled crush I've ever had in my childhood life. Hate to but, see it. But isn't that, though, isn't that what Whitney does? She makes you feel things that you didn't even know you felt. Listen, I Want to Dance with Somebody uh, is a song that anyone can sing at the top of their lungs. Uh, and if you say otherwise, Does that include you? Dude, I'll fuck, listen, give me, give me a beer, two beers. Put in your it? money where your mouth is, Andy. I Start singing, I'm coward. I'm the shit out of Nikki. Uh, <laughs> I'll record it. No, Bonus good. content. No, no, no. Bonus episodes. We, we got those figured out. We Patreon don't need Patreon exclusive. Mm. Start a Patreon with 10 episodes left. Hey, guys. Three months left in the podcast for just $5 a month. Andy, Andy, if we if we started a Patreon now and we made like $100 each, you would want to keep the podcast going. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you would. This podcast takes up so much time. For $100 a month? It, eh. Liar. Anyway, Nikki, what did you think of the track? Um, this one I didn't have much to say other than it was a great performance, very emotional. Thank you, Whitney. Um, this track just had a karaoke vibe to it. I mean, all of them do, but this one especially, just like it sounded like this was karaoke, like the instrumental. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, so like kind of cheesy, but like still okay. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all I really had to say. Yes. Uh, next track. Uh, Queen of the Night. Oh, Whoa. baby! What a percussion-heavy electric guitar! Like uh, this is a, this is a fucking rock song, and you fucking feel it in your gut. I loved this song. Uh, <laughs> I fucking absolutely adored it. I think it was kind of angry, almost cl- not angry, ag- aggressive. It was aggressive, aggressive. It was in your face, especially after "Run <sighs> to You." It com- complete mood switch again. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal, uh, what should have been the end to Whitney's songs, uh, on this. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, come on. They, they, they just wanted to give you the whiplash so it would stand out more. Sure, sure, know? sure, sure. <laughs> Can I just say, when the song began, I thought I accidentally, like, had my Spotify queue going because I thought that, <laughs> I, okay, I'm, okay, before I say this, let me, let it note that I am aware that this album came first, but I thought that, um, Finesse, the Cardi B and Bruno Mars song was playing. When it started, I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. We're in the right spot. We're in the right spot. I, Elastis, you're not wrong. I was going to say the same thing, which is just like the way that the intro goes off. It sounded like a New Jack swing song. So I was kind of gearing up for like, yeah, like I was getting up, getting ready for like some Michael Jackson or like some, it did sound like the finesse intro. Um, but then it switched, like, did a hard, hard right. Um, and it's it just got, like, really industrial. Like She finessed us. It gets industrial yep. again later. Yes. Um, it was a very hard rock switch up. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that she gives a lot of that... Yossified queen energy that Gen Z only wishes to produce a fraction of. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid uh, take with me. We must part harvest the power of Whitney Houston. 
I love how she <laughs> I love how she yells Queen of the Night like in that in that hook like <laughs> Queen of the Night <laughs> you know like we are we are we're having a, t- a ball tonight. Thank yes, you. thank you, uh, Whitney and Kevin um, Costner. Yes, and last Whitney song on the album, oh, uh, no. Je- Jesus Loves Me. Um, yes, he does. Little Bible camp ass song. Me and my mom used to sing this when I was a little baby boy. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Uh, how does everyone feel about this track? <laughs> I kind of dissociated during this track. <laughs> Brain because, off. Like, it was no. It was kind of like one of those songs that reminded me of another song that takes too much precedent in my brain, and it was um, a song from the musical Once on This Island, which I and no, there's a song in it called The Human Heart, and in the last run of Once on This Island, Leia Salonga sang it, so you know I clutched onto that song mm-hmm. like no fucking tomorrow. Nope. <laughs> um, but that that's the song that I, that my brain like associated it with and i was just like okay jesus loves me and it's like just that vibe chill like feelsy song feelsy song interesting so you so you would vibe to jesus loves me no but like i'm not saying i would vibe to it but it had the same vibe as that musical theater track that i was thinking of when i was listening to it okay mm. It's like passive that that passive listening to me. I definitely turned my brain off during this one. Exactly. Yeah. Nikki, what about you? Big fan of the Jesus? I well, you know me. Um I Jesus aside, I thought it was just it was a decent track. Um I also kind of dissociated during this track, I'm not going to lie. But well, I did we're find cousin. Yeah, you know, the having the electric <laughs> organ coming through um, really gave it that that sort of church vibe. Honestly, it did kind of sound like a new age sort of church vibe. Um, the melody was very gospel like to me. Like it had a sort of like hymnal energy to it. Um, and another fade out. Goodbye, Whitney. And Goodbye, that's Whitney. The la- that's the she, last we see of her. She abandons us. Overall, a great Whitney Houston EP. Really, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, a, a great six tracks. Side A. Side, yeah. Then you flip the record over. It's like, hey, what is a second? Someone think the wrong record got pressed here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's six other songs, guys. Uh, not featuring Whitney Houston at all. Uh, so going into the B side, even if my heart would break. Uh, Kenny, Kenny, G. Kenny G on the sax and what's his face? Aaron Neville. Uh, on vocals. Uh, on the throat. Yeah. This is the only song where I would say that I heard the fucking saxophone up front. Uh, mm-hmm. And I honestly, I really liked Aaron Neville's vocals on this. I thought it was a pretty good sh- song to start the B-side with. Ah. Mm. Nikki's <laughs> yawning, so he I'm sorry. His- no, I'm sorry. I just, I had a, I'm, I'm sleepy. I've been, I've been sleepy. Um, I... What was I gonna say? Um, Nothing. This is what I, yeah, I think it was this track or the next track when I was like, oh, is she coming back? Um, <laughs> I didn't realize Whitney was not coming back. I didn't look at the track list. Um, Nikki. Yes, but, uh, I, you know, hey, Kenny G's rocking it on the sax. Always good to hear from our, from friend of the show, Kenny G. Um, Never talked about him on this podcast before, but sure. Really? I get love your, Kenny G. Get your Kenny G Grammy Boy merch. 
yeah, yeah, please crossover. Um, because <laughs> you know the last Grammy Boys merch sold so well. All right, yeah, look, I was so ready to buy extra shirts for y'all. I couldn't ask you to do that in good conscience. Yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway, um, soon. The, the vocals, you know, they were fine. Nice falsetto in places. Um, ju- it was just mm-hmm. some smooth R and B. I didn't have much else to say. Yeah. I thought the sax and the voices, they were just dancing well together. You know, mm. those, it's like you said earlier, Andy, it's like, this was the only time the sax was kind of equal, which made sense. I mean, if they were kind of just... Kenny G, you know. Well, yeah, like, sax was so prominent that he was able to be put on the on the artist listing. But, like, uh, they were actually, you know, like, dancing together, working together, talking to each other. It was nice. Yeah, it's almost like music is really good when you coordinate uh, with each other and don't just play electric guitar solos over an otherwise good performance. Santana. Whoa. Uh, Next track, Someday I'm Coming Back. Uh, No, ladies and gentlemen, Whitney Houston is not coming back. This instead Damn is a vocal performance from hit pop star who we all know and love, Lisa Stansfield. Well, that was mean. I've never heard of this woman before in my life. Who? That was a that was a little mean, Andy. Come on, she can. If Lisa uh, Stansfield is listening to this podcast, I will handwrite you an apology letter. Um, I do not mean to offend you. I just simply mean you are nowhere near as popular as Whitney Houston. Uh, she has several albums out. And have you listened to any of them? No, but that doesn't mean she's based in the UK, so you know, maybe Great. she's popular over there. Um, one of my notes on this track was I wish it was Whitney on this track. Uh but no, I thought this was a decently good track. Uh it was really carried by an amazing bass line and uh the claps to kind of keep you in track with it. Yeah. That's not yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, other than that, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't hate this track. Uh, I didn't like the drum kit on this as much, though. I thought that it sounded very a, a little uh, overly digital. Mm. Other than that, uh, please, someone take the stand, take the floor. <laughs> I feel like it tried to follow the format that the 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 more acclaimed Whitney A side was taking with the backsy fortsy of like something something that's a little bit lower, and then it's like let's let's try to let's try to speed it up again. Let's get dancey again. It tried. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't, it wasn't getting up there. It wasn't getting the hype that it wanted. Yeah, no, it, people wait. were still expecting Whitney. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like being uh, the other female vocalist on the Whitney Houston album is not a good vibe. I, I would feel mm. pretty bad if I were that. What about you, Nikki? Do you have a thoughts, feelings, or emotions? I, I, uh, well, uh, rarely on a given day. Um, I, I called this low-key Whitney Houston cosplay. Cosplay? Um, and I'm the jerk, okay. Whitney! This was, you know, there was a nice warm pad carrying the song. It was very nice. There was a club, it had a club beat with, with the saxophone, which I described disco jazz. Um, it was very tried nice. tried to bring Kenny G over. Yeah, thank you, Kenny. Um, that's, that's all I really had to say. Okay. I you know I'm not gonna lie these last couple of tracks are a little well yeah for me uh we'll we'll rush through them a little bit uh it's gonna be a lovely day by <laughs> Soul System uh this is this band's only song on Spotify although I believe uh that this song is a cover from a Filipino band <gasps> uh I could be wrong about that but I did click on this article for it uh. 
I'm gonna need you to like skim that article real quick so that Nikki and I know if we gotta turn on the Pinoy Pride or not. Let's see. What's this? Uh, the song was covered by the Soul System that was included on the soundtrack. Uh, Lovely Day is a song American business guy menagerie. Uh, hold on. Soul what? System that- page. Uh, frequently appears on uh, the DMZ Dance Music Zone. Uh, this is a tribute to the icon station that has been part of the Filipinos' dance music life in the 90s. Ah, yes, the 90s in the Philippines. <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't there. Neither was I, but, uh, you know, like, when I was listening to it, I, saying that, that makes sense. It reminds me of some of the stuff that I experienced early 2000-ish that probably leaked over from the 90s. Sure. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I didn't like this song. <laughs> It's a very passive piece. Again, well, I, it's it's just the, even more industrial than stuff we got before. I personally didn't really like the vibe for it all too much. I feel like you can't even really like hear the voices on it. I well, just yeah, hear the tambourine, the bass, and the race car. We're very upfront on this track. Nikki, what were your thoughts? Soul System, the 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 band, the R and B and dance group was only active from 1992 to 1993. They had a uh, good run. And they got a Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I wish that was me. Um uh I liked it was kind of like a hip hop beat, guys. It was really cool. Um it had that like old school hip hop vibe to it and um that was nice. That was a nice uh, switch up. I this might be a mixing issue or maybe I was just going crazy for a bit, but I heard like some some high end clicking going on. I don't know if that was like a rough, if that was like clipping or if it was like a bad master, but I, I, I was just mm-hmm. hearing some problems. That was just me though. Um, I liked the hook. Like it was like lovely day, lovely day. That was really nice. The outro vocals were really cool. Cause she was kind of like wailing a little bit like, ah, you know, that was really nice. Um, the biggest thing for me about this track is that I found that the vocalist, the rapper didn't really match the beat. Her voice was really good, but um, it was much more smooth and kind of like soft-spoken, low-key, um, which didn't really, for me, match the vibe of the track, which is kind of like boom-bap, like really intense, upbeat. Um, like it was a track that I want to get excited, but her delivery was really mild for me, which I didn't really uh, enjoy. But otherwise, it was, it was fine. Oh, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> uh, next song. Uh, oh, yeah, this song. Uh, what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Uh, I absolutely adored this song, actually. Uh, I didn't what? have too much to say, but I thought it was fun as hell. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, I, agreed with, I agree with you, Andy. I thought it was, like, one of those, like, you know, now you got, like, the memories playing in the background. It, yeah. It, it, it was that kind of track to you, me. It, I, you know, I could see myself uh, rocking out to this in person, honestly. Like, I would, like, oh. I feel like this could be played at a church, uh, like a little church concert, and I'd be, like, sitting there having a great time. Nikki, did you not like this song? Andy, I have never seen you shimmy your body in the way that you did just now, and it made me really happy. I'm going to stop moving forever. No, please keep oh moving. God. I wish I could see you dance more. Um, I wish you could dance like the ska people are on my ska against transphobia flag. Yes. I wish you could, like, scan. Nikki, like did that. you hate this song? 
I didn't hate it. I, I, I was, it was kind of passable for me. I, I didn't realize, I didn't like it as much as either of you did. Um, I think, I think it's just not my type of music. I mean, it was fine as music. Um, it was just like, it was, for me, it was just like a rock song with some jazz and country twang to it. Um, the snare did not stop. Um, it was on every beat, like going dumb, ba 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 ba, and it was mixed just a little bit too loudly for me not to notice it just the entire time, and it kind of took away from my experience. Otherwise, it was a passable track. A passable track. Yeah. What about you, Alasis? Any thoughts other than yeah, good? I mean, it's it's like some it, it's kind of the same thing that I had to say about um. Someday where it's like it, it it tries to bring you back up in terms of mood, and I think this one did a better job than someday at bringing me back. I quite enjoyed this one. I mean, now that Nikki pointed out the snare, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> but I did like the I did like the song, and it did bring me back a little bit. I, I I think this was a good song. I really enjoyed this song. It wakes you up a bit. Yeah. Um. Before you go to the fucking funeral dirge that follows, geez, Louise, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, track eleven, theme from the bodyguard, is just this depressing <laughs> two-minute instrumental track with nothing of substance. Um. Yeah. Bad. Bad song. Makes the movie seem like it's just gonna be dark, and like you know, there are dark parts of the movie, but like that's not all that that's in the movie. I get. Oh my god, this song was so depressing compared to every other song on the album. <laughs> just like dwelling strings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I I guess it was like the opening title song. I guess, but like, oh my, mm. why include this on this album? Like I said, it's bringing you back down again. I don't want to be brought back. After down. having a good little bop session, you got to go back to I sleep for a bit. I am convinced I'm the only person on earth who knows how to structure an album after listening to this album. Uh, can't wait to critique Nikki's third album. Anyway. Oh my God. Nikki, what'd you think of this song? Here's the thing, guys. Oh. I love this track. I I'm really did. I had a, myself. I had a great hey, time. Hey, hey, I and, didn't say it was bad. And here's the thing, guys, is that it this this for me, this is what I thought the album was gonna be. Like I thought it like it, you know, Kevin Costner in his suit, like uh, you know, 90s. I I thought this was all just gonna be like a noir aesthetic album soundtrack. But no one said we get all of these like pop hits. Pop hits, yeah. I mean, well, listen, I love the the Whitney stuff, but all, everything afterward, you know, like I, I was really, I, I, I was trying to gauge the tone of this movie through the soundtrack, and I know, and I watched the trailer earlier, and I'm almost certain that this track, um, is more representative of the movie than and every other track. Um, well, I um, fucking hope so. It's titled the theme. <laughs> From the bodyguard. Listen, like, based, no, off but, the, based off this album, I'm convinced that this movie is a rom com. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I like it's the the movie, The Bodyguard. I believe it's like a um, like it's a drama, like a thriller. Um, well, for Christ's sake, it's called The Bodyguard. All right, he's protecting Whitney Houston. Uh, so like, I felt like this is this is Kevin Costner's theme. So you could say spiritually, he's on this record. He needed, he, need, he needed to fit oh, in. Collins in 10 minutes. Oh, oh God. Um, so, what else? What else? Um, I, I loved the ominous opening 
I loved how it switched things up from everything else. It was a sad trumpet solo, but I really liked it. I love the sad trumpet man. Um, I love the trumpet. There was these nice skeletal keys that were just kind of in the background, and the strings were just gluing it all together. Um, My one critique is that there was a lot of noise, like a lot of like recording, like audio hiss uh, on the recording, which I didn't know why. It sounded like it was recorded on the set of The Bodyguard. Um, Or it sounded like it was coming from like, you know, my 90s television when it back when it was a cube. This track should have been the closer. Uh, yeah, the it should have. It really should have. Because uh, then we get the follow. I don't even know what. Either should have started it or ended it. Because it's for Christ's sake, it's the theme to the movie. So I don't know why we are followed up with Trust in Me by Joe Cocker. <laughs> Little penultimate moment. Come on. Yeah, uh, Trust in Me is just a straight rock song. It's fine. I, it, I liked it, I guess. Weird weird to, way to end the album. I feel like this was, like, the credits song. Like, after the Probably. theme from The Bodyguard, like, it ends and it fades to black and they kiss or whatever. Uh, trust in me, plays. <laughs> Look, I was gonna say, like, it's not, it's not that I didn't like any of, like, the last two songs. I enjoyed both of them. I just thought that it was, like, following that, again, like, uppy-downy swell that, like, the entire album was doing. Like, that we're excited, now we're not. So... They both caught me a little off guard. I was like, "Is this? Am I still on the same album?" I was a little mm-hmm. confused, mm-hmm. but great, great tunes. Yeah. Overall thoughts, Elasis, go, and then give. Oh, oh wait, hold on, Ela- Hey, everybody, as Jesus. everyone knows, uh, on this podcast, we rate one to sixty-three. One being the worst, sixty-three being the best. Uh, you can break it into tiers. Anything below twenty-one is generally a bad album. Anything above twenty-one and between forty-two is a pretty good, okay album. Anything from forty-two to sixty-three, hey, that's a great album. Uh, anyway, Alasis, please give your thoughts and final score. I would stick this somewhere right in the middle. It wasn't bad, but you know, got great Whitney bops in it, so it's in that middle tier for me. Mm-hmm. If I had to give it a number, I don't know. I'm really bad at quantitative scale. That's not how the show works, giving a number. I, this is my second time on it, and I never realized how it works, okay? Give it a, num- give it a number. A number? Uh, uh, goddamn 47. 47, thank you. <laughs> but what did you think about the album? <laughs> me? Uh, well, on me. Um, I... Here's the thing. This album comes to you in two parts. It does. Right? It's you two have Whitney, movies. Yes. Well, that's the thing, Andy, is that you have what feels like a Whitney Houston EP, which is probably the best Whitney Houston EP of all time. Okay. Um, her part, her performances were, were phenomenal. You know, there are very few issues that I had with it. Um, just, just hit after hit all around. It was just a great like collection of six tracks. It was a great Whitney Houston EP. But then the B-sides, it, it really, they're hit or miss for me. And it feels more like a separate compilation project. Like, it feels like a soundtrack album, you know, where, like, nothing's put together and everything's a mess. Uh, akin to, like, the Suicide Squad, you know, <laughs> soundtrack, something like that. Um, the songs do not match the, to- the in tone at all. Like, no. I don't, I, honestly, I don't even think that, like, the Whitney Houston songs really vibe well with the other songs, Okay. And especially that theme song, I, I although I did like that it switched up, it was a bit jarring just to hear that switch up. Especially that it ended with, it didn't end with it. We had another, you know, rocker at the end. 
Um, however, I will say that this has convinced me to watch the movie now, so I will be uh, adding it to my watch list. Oh my god, um, Nikki, come over. Let's watch it together. We still have to watch Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, that's on our list. That's a double movie. feature. Double Nikki feature. Never seen it. I've never seen. Crazy this call Rich lasts for six minutes. <laughs> okay, dude. Oh, uh, sorry, we can't talk about Crazy Rich Asians. Turning um, off the Asian pride, damn. So I gave it. I gave it a thirty-eight out of thirty-three. Thirty-eight. Interesting. That's how I feel. That's higher than I thought you were going to give it. Why? Just in general. That's offensive. Is it? I don't know. Uh, hey, everybody. I liked this album. Uh, not as much as my peers. Uh, but, you know, say la vie. Uh, I thought I it was really singer. good. I liked the most of the Whitney Houston songs. Uh, a couple of the B-sides were pretty good, although I don't think I'll listen to m- most of them ever again in my entire life. Uh, but that being said, overall, not a bad album. Uh, I gave it a 40, which averages out the... Sh- or No, I gave it a 35, which averages out to a 40. <laughs> no. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Math is hard and writing talking is harder. Anyway, yeah. Good, 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 good album. Uh, worth listening to. Maybe. Oh, great. Thanks. I'm glad uh, music is worth listening to. Thank God. Can you imagine if we lived in one of these countries where no music was bad? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, like Canada. Hey, hey, hey. They have the hit band. They're, 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 they they're have, national anthem. They have they're Nickelback. Anthem. Nickelback is Canadian? Yeah, you didn't know what? that. <laughs> anyway, Alasis, uh, do you have any music that you want to talk about? Because me and Nikki are recording again on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, so Just any music yeah. that I've been listening yeah, to? Yeah, just something you want to bring up so we can... Hmm, Save hold ours. on. Let me... What are we recording next? What? We're recording the next episode. What's next episode? We're uh, talk about it when Elasis is done talking. <laughs> is it's okay. on the spreadsheet? Well, why are you saying why are you saying we're gonna talk next Monday or Tuesday? It sounds like we planned something. I haven't planned anything. What's going on here, guys? We need to get ahead of well... episodes. Elasis, what have you been listening to? Oh, what's it called? I've been doing a thing where uh, a couple months ago, you know, when everybody was posting their Spotify wrap yeah. from last year, yes. I was just pulling from my friend's Spotify wrap and I ended up liking this one artist um, called Uncle Jazz that my Uncle friend Jazz? from, it's spelled like Uncle, like O-N-C-L-E, Uncle with an O and then Jazz. Okay. And then it Jazz. Has, it's it's not that jazzy. It has kind of like, I don't, I don't know how to describe, it has like that femaleish badassy vibe but not like but not, but not like hardcore like softcore badass <laughs> i don't know i didn't i enjoyed it but that's what i've been listening to i enjoy the artist and the name threw me off but you know good surprises always uh that's cool that, actually hold on i want to see this uncle jazz uncle. <laughs> i love their picture uh it's i know right men i trust interesting album oh yeah, that's the that, that's the album that I've been that I listen to primarily. But I've also enjoyed. Wait, hold on. Let me see if I can find the. Oh yeah. Oh, Uncle Jazz is the album. Mm-hmm. I see. I forget what I'm doing half the time. But yeah, Men I Trust, fun fun artist. But Uncle Jazz, fun album. I wish I could draw like that. I can draw like that. I'm so proud of you, Andy. Um. Untourable album was the other album of it that I enjoyed of that artist, the Men I Trust artist. Yeah. Cool. 
All right. So next week, everyone, we're going to be listening to the 2019 winner, Golden Hour, by Casey Musgraves. God damn it. Wow, is that why I couldn't do that one? Uh, no, it's because whichever one you didn't do was going to be next week. Uh, wow. Sorry. <laughs> we only have so many albums to do. There's one man I don't trust, Alassis, and it's Andy. Uh, hey, really? everybody. Uh, now we only have 10 albums left to do. Uh, <gasps> the countdown's on! Yeah. Uh, and as always, you can follow this podcast on... Yo, what the fuck? I didn't get to talk about my music. The call ends in two minutes. <laughs> There's a new uh, um, Charlie XCX album. It just dropped today. It's called Crash. Check it out. Charlie XCX. You've already listened to it? Yes, I've already listened to it. Shit slaps. Come on, guys. I'm pissed. Yeah. I love you, Andy. Love you too, Nikki. Uh, and as always, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at the Grammy Boys. You can follow Nikki Kulai on Instagram and Twitter at Nikki Kulai. Um, 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 follow this podcast, give it five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Uh, how do we end the show, Nikki? Um, please give Google Meet a Grammy. Yeah, Google uh, Meet, this great service that we all love. Thank you. Um, that's all I have to say. Alasis, say something else. <laughs> Pray for me. I'm still in grad school, but... You know, since we're on the follow train, hey guys, I have a website now. If oh, you want to look at that. <laughs> yeah, what's the website name? Real quick, you have less than a minute. <laughs> AlassisJewel.com. A L A C E S J E W E L.com. Hey, I'll put it in the episode description. Bye, guys. Thanks. Okay. Well, we're still here. The call hasn't ended yet. Well, yeah, but you can hit stop. The call is about to end. You can hit stop recording. Do oh. I have to? Yes. Okay, fine.